Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. This is episode 22, number 22. Try and think of some uh, famous number 22s in uh, in history. Uh, actually, the only one I can think of is Jack Dalvin. Um, that comes to mind. And Brett Jones. Brett Jones is number 22. Shout out to Brett Jones. This week, I went down to New Ringgold. I always get Ringtown and New Ringgold uh mixed up, but I went to New Ringgold and met with Todd Gladfelter. Uh, I saw his interview um, in Schuylkill Magazine and uh, immediately grabbed my attention, but this guy is a woodcarver and went down, amazing, incredible person. Him and his wife are so nice. They were so gracious and welcoming uh, us. I went down with my cousin, Albie. They just welcomed into into a, into their house, and it was amazing. He's a blacksmith. He's a uh, wood carving artist. His wife is a, an author, a, a painter. And to be honest with you, this podcast doesn't actually capture just how cool and neat it was uh, to go down there and actually, well, you know, watch him work. I did post a. I did take a lot of photos and, and I took some video. I'll put that up on the Facebook page. Uh, hopefully you guys could uh, take a look at it. I'll make sure I put a link to in the link uh, to this. If you're, if you're driving right now or, or whatever it is, however you listen to it, make sure you rate us on on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars, four stars. Give us one star if you want. Uh, just rate. Uh, the more people that rate, the better. Uh, we're just trying to grow this step by step. Um, it seems like we have a pretty solid, uh, steady audience, uh, but obviously the more the better. I think uh, the people who do listen, our, uh, our listeners out there, do definitely enjoy it. So that's always nice to hear. Now, you know what else is nice to hear? That's a terrible segue, but you know what I'm getting at. If you have any questions about your retirement, reach out to Darren J. March. I wonder what the J is, by the way. Uh, a certified financial planner with Raymond James. So before investing your hard-earned money, make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. Darren is a certified financial planner with Raymond James Financial Services and has been assisting clients in northeastern Pennsylvania for more than 17 years. Darren was born, raised, and lives in Pottsville. So whether you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax-favored bonds, or maybe you have an old retirement plan to roll over, or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren could help. So call Darren at 570 570- Six four zero eight zero one zero, or email them at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. Raymond James Financial Services, member of FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Did I sound that like that uh, micro-machine guy there? Remember that old commercial where a guy would say it really fast? I, hopefully I sounded like him. I'm sure I, sure I gave that guy a run for his money. Again, so we're going to go uh, to Todd here. I, I, I almost have to apologize. Like I said, this, this podcast, I think was very interesting. Uh, he was great. Uh, his wife was great, but I just, I just feel like I didn't capture just how incredibly awesome it was just to watch him there, you know, in, in at his home and just kind of, you know, carving this wood. It's just, it's just crazy to actually see he gets a block of wood and he makes it into something. It's almost like he just like kind of discovers it in the wood. It's kind of amazing. We are now live, not really live, but you know what I mean, uh, with Todd Gladfelter, and he is, what would you say your, your occupation is in terms of, how would you describe what you do? Well, I have several occupations, but my main one is chainsaw carving. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I started out as a furniture maker, so I have a wood shop in my basement, and then I wanted a 
hardware. So I have a blacksmith shop and I do some blacksmithing, you know, and then we raise a lot of our own food. So that's part of my job, even though I don't make money right. from that. It's to me, it's I avoid spending money by, by, by raising food. So I'm kind of have a million part time jobs, but my main income would be uh, chainsaw carving. Now, how did, how did you get into that? I mean, that's a pretty well, niche market. We went to a log building school and uh, to learn to build a log house up in Minnesota. That was a 10-day class. So, um, so f from building that house, it's so much chainsaw work. I got really good with the chainsaw. My wife's a travel writer, and she had to do a story up in Ridgeway, which is northern Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And they have the world's uh, largest chainsaw festival up there. They get about 200 carvers every year. And so we went to do a story on that, and the one guy said, hey, I'll give you a two-hour lesson. Let's carve an owl. So that was like 10 years ago, and I've been carving ever since. You know? Wow. Now, and we're, we're out here. I mean, so you built your own house. Yep. And that took, what, four years, you said? Four years. Some of that was part-time. I was working a full-time job at the time. So, uh, yeah, but we did every job except the excavating and drilling the well. Every other single job we did. Wow. I mean, it's peaceful out here. You want to walk around? You can, we can look at yeah, um We'll go in the blacksmith shop, and I'll show you uh, some of the carvings I have stored there. Once I carve them, I like to get them undercover, so when I take them to sell them, you know, they're in prime, prime condition. Did you condition. build this, too? This? Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, look at that. So I have a few carvings in here. Um, I just started doing faces. This is my first uh, Native American here. So, and That's then a pretty I got good a go second. for your first time. That was a practice one because yeah. a guy wants one, and I have the other one in the basement. But I do a lot of birds. I started, started out uh, up at Hawk Mountain's Art Tour, and, you know, I started doing hawks and eagles and stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, some of the birders up there, I mean, they're world class, and they'd come out and they say, well, what kind of hawk is that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. You're the right. birder. You tell me. So then I started, you know, and now I know if I'm carving a red tail or a broad wing and, you know, I, I put the right number of tail feathers on the tails. So, so I concentrated on that for a while. And then I started doing, we kept chickens and, uh, uh, turkeys for a while. So I started carving chickens and roosters and turkeys and the carvers, carvers know me for, doing those you know hmm. now how like this indian i mean it looks so real life like how do you you just start with a picture and then you kind of yeah mostly photographs sometimes i get little figurines you know i might i sit in a chair every evening and just page through you know magazines tearing mm -hmm. out photos uh looking for references i got tons of a reference library that's amazing now the blacksmith what kind of stuff do you do with that well, I did do more like lamps and stuff and chandeliers and stuff, but lately I don't do that. I'm kind of in love with carving. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you said you have some other ones over there? I, yeah, out I in I the saw. barn I have a... I'm working on an alpaca bench for a, a couple down in a, outside of Philly that has an alpaca farm. And Tamaqua has a big art... Uh, installation going on this summer and i was one of the five artists to get picked so i did a beaver bench because beaver uh, tamaqua means like uh 
the land of the beaver or oh, something. How about that? And uh, so I did yeah, this beaver bench, Indians for... and it gets installed early this summer, and it'll be there all summer. So we'll climb in this around this barn here. It's hard to be stressed out here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never stressful. It's just I'm always busy. No, it's so nice. It's so peaceful. <laughs> so I moved it. Normally, I don't work out here, but I, these are so that. big, I can't take them in the basement, and I need them to dry out so right. I can finish them because this beaver bench is due soon. Now, what, what do you start with here? Like, I mean, Big log. This log here, you, you can you, see the diameter. Yeah. I mean, I had to cut a foot off the top of that. And that foot, I couldn't push it off. I had to hook a come along just to pull that foot off. And then when it came to the ground, I couldn't even pick it up. Jeez. So once I had this carved back there, I had to get Cindy and I to uh, hand truck this thing out here. Talk about heavy. That's like six or 700 pounds right there. Yeah, and like I said, for our listeners, listen That's home. like three I mean, foot like diameter. A, this is like a real size alpaca. Yeah, it's three foot wood. diameter base. And now where do you get the wood from you just um i have a friend out of llewellyn who's a tree surgeon sean shaner and uh he started carving he he started bringing me logs and then i started giving him tips on carving huh. and now he's a pretty good carver too so and here's the bench yeah this that. is the bench here and then this piece here the beaver that's chewing the log this goat gets connected over here so this is the tree that this beaver chewed down and then this beaver up here is flattening the log. and this is going to go in, in it's going to be in tamaqua somewhere they have a couple locations but they haven't figured it out so five pe five artists have five pieces that are being installed for the summer only and then uh, i think they're buying one piece and keeping it there permanently and then we get to keep keep our pieces or sell them now how long is something like this i mean this bench is what about eight feet ten feet long yeah i think it's about a 10 foot or well a log is probably eight something but then when you stick this piece on it becomes right 10 feet and but how long does that take you well when I, when we first got when I first got picked, I knew, I think it was January, I knew the time frame and it was due like in April and I knew I wanted it, these are green logs and I need to leave them dry. So I said to him, I said, I'm carving it this weekend because I needed to have it dry. Right. So I basically did this in a weekend. Wow. You know, What's it, like, I know like, uh, you know, I, I edit for like TV for, for a living. I know like you get in a groove, you get in that flow, they call it. Do you get in that flow? Like, when Oh, you're yeah. Yeah, sometimes all you need to do, like these alpacas, like if I get this line coming down and I see this shoulder and the neck, yeah, it's there, and you can you know exactly what to take away. Sometimes it gets complicated, and you're like edging away, thinking, right. well, do I need to leave any wood here? But once you get a couple curves, like the neck or the, and you really you, see it, you see it, then you know where everything else goes. That's if you know know anatomy and you right. know that animal you know things like birds and eagles that i do sure. all the time it's like i know it but when i do something new i mean we had llamas for years and alpacas are in the same family so i knew knew mm -hmm. what they were they just have all this bushier hair right up top that i had to yeah and you could had to tell just the detail it. the um michelangelo had a great quote when he asked him Michelangelo, he's my fact checker here. Uh, <laughs> did he did he carve the the David? Yeah. Yeah. So when they asked him how he carved the David, he said, "I got a piece of marble and I just took out all the marble I didn't need." 
<laughs> so yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it's amazing when you start off just having a solid block of wood and then you turn it into that. It's amazing. Wow. Now, do you study like I know, like um, again, like a like Pixar, the animation company. They'll they'll like if they're doing do a movie on like birds, they'll go right. and study birds. You like you're talking about anatomy before. Do you study that a little bit? Like whether it's oh robots? yeah, you know, like uh, figurines are really ideal because then you can see it from all angles but usually i just go off photographs mm -hmm. and you know if it's only a front photograph you know i'll right but i'll just go through other references looking for the tail end or whatever just uh you know sure get it figured out because i kind of go for real realistic as opposed to you know abstract stuff now do these like when you go to like a convention you will you carve right there or no you bring everything out yeah there? almost every place i demonstrate i carve there which is nice because it attracts people they get mm. fascinated they see it happen quick because chainsaws it does happen quick and uh then they're now you only use a chainsaw or do you use like a chisel or anything um, like i'd say 90 90 five percent chainsaw like on these alpacas you know i had the mouth in there and i'll have a rough eye but yeah. then i get a lot tighter eyes with my die grinder and then yeah. like these little like shades is that like a burn or how do you do uh, yeah yeah i'll burn it with a torch and then uh sand it off and stuff like the only thing it's not done on the beaver bench is the beavers themselves are going to have a tone of brown on them gotcha yet. everything else i just i like i just did this bark yesterday you know i put the finish on because i'm dragging my feet uh -huh. on the finish because it's too cold to work yeah. outside with finishes yet look at that uh double was that a double bike there? <laughs> tandem yeah, yeah. We're big outdoors people. We've hiked, you know, the Appalachian Trail and what's rotor the, bikes. What's across. the goat's name? Uh, we have three goats: uh, Leo, Loki, and Buff. Oh, yeah, the pets. Yeah, I can show you some other carvings yeah, on the absolutely. back. Now, back. in this world, like you know, to to the average viewer, is is there like a rock star in this world that like someone who's like the best <laughs> wood carver? Well, I mean, you can say yourself. You don't have to be modest, but. Um, no, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, there's probably a hundred to 200 carvers in Pennsylvania, Wow, you know, is Pennsylvania kind of, is it like a, a Mecca of wood carvers or is there a Minnesota, for example? No, they're, they're all over. I'd say Pennsylvania's pretty well represented. Uh, you know, I, you know, I was thinking of trying to start a festival, and I've been in contact with several art communities like the Arts Barn in Orwigsburg, yeah. and now there's a guy in Pine Grove that's interested in starting one. And I was looking at my list, and there's 10 carvers within an hour of here that I could get to come. That's great. And if I go like two hours from here, I could probably easily get 20 or 30 carvers. So. Huh. Now, like your first one, were you, were you frustrated? Like when you first did one, did it come out nice? Or well, I'll show you the first, uh, the first hour. You know, this I ever is like did. art, so I'm sure you look back on it and you say, "Oh, I would have oh, done that yeah. differently." Oh yeah. Next year, next year, I'll look at some of the stuff I carved this year and like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe." I, I, I interviewed uh, Joe Bosak. He's a graphic designer. Last week, and he said, "You know, I look at my old work. I only see the mistakes." That's my first owl, the one I had the lesson on. Oh, okay. Ten years ago. That's a pretty good owl, though. He's all right. Yeah. 
I've made worse things than that. <laughs> you ever come out here and get startled by, by like thinking it's actually a real eagle or something like that? Uh, no. Yeah. So here, here I'm doing the maple, maple sap right now. But um, yeah, like like the big bear I just carved, and uh-huh. the tigers kind of new. That was this winter. I haven't done a lot of cats. I did a big lion. And I really had fun with it. So this is the tiger. I got to do another lion. Right. I do a ton of eagles. Yeah. Oh, this is great. On the back porch, I have a lot. It's probably better to see from down here. See, I always went with, like, stuff about this size to shows. Yeah. And, you know, my stuff is on the higher end of most carvers so right. it's a little more money like so a lot of my stuff was three to six hundred dollars uh-huh. and then like last year was the first year i started doing little things like those little owls yeah and i would take like eight of them and it's like every show i sold, sold them out, so at right. 40 bucks a pop that's 300 bucks and i'm like well if if i'm doing a little dinky craft show yeah. You know, I might get callbacks on bigger stuff, but at least I know I got my gas money with little stuff. Yeah. So I start. That's why I'm doing little turtles here. Now, you will know? you commission work? Like if someone oh, says, yeah. like, right I, now could I you got, do like a dog or like a cat? Yeah, I do a lot of dogs, and uh, yeah, I got so many commissions now. I can't build up inventory yeah. because show well, that's season's a good coming. To have. Yeah. yeah. You so got to go around. on Shark Tank and get. <laughs> So over here, I store a lot oh, of my pig. stuff on my look back porch. I just finished this yesterday. He's going after these little mice I have oh, around here. The fox <laughs> about to pounce on the mice. Man, the attention to details. And this was a competition up in Forksville. You get one log, and you have nine hours over two days. Okay. So I took my log, which is eight feet, and I cut it off. Like, these two pieces are separate. This this piece has a slop bucket on, and this goes on this side of the pig. Look at that. So I did my main pig, and then I had a fence coming here with a rooster and a fence coming over here with the slop bucket, and I had enough wood left in my log that I actually made a shovel to put in the scene. <laughs> so did I you got, win? I got second. Oh, all right. But I gave the first place guy a... a, a run for his money? No, he... Uh, he had a piece of his log left over, and I was teasing him about using all your log. Yeah. And I said, he made a cowboy with guns, and I said, well, why don't you carve a cowboy sitting in a tub taking a bath? Yeah. And he goes, oh, my <laughs> God. He said, last night, I said, Tide's got first, Tide's got first. But he said, now I don't think so. <laughs> so we, you know, he's how, a good carver. How forgiving is wood? Like, like if you if you screw up, are you able to, to fix it, or is it like, uh-oh, i, I got to start over? Uh, well, yeah. If you know where those spots are, you're going to have trouble. You kind of go easy. Uh-huh. Like I do a lot of really, a lot of carvers won't go so thin on things. Yeah. And typically most carvers would go straight in. Well, now all of a sudden if there's a knot or the position isn't right, you right. can't move it. So I always leave this big and I... I yeah, because I, I mean, that's what, about down. an inch. So if you accidentally... Yeah, little by little, I whittle it down. And by that time, you're using such a small detail so right. that you, you know, you're that pretty little, careful. Uh, no, that's a bench in the back there? Yeah, like this eagle. This eagle's part of a bench where the be- that bench slab comes over here. And then it sits on a stump. Yeah, I do a lot of benches. I see a croquet. Are you pretty good at croquet? <laughs> I, t- I took a lesson up in New York one day. Yeah, I liked I used, it. It's, yeah, my, my parents used to have one, and then uh, we used to play with the kids a lot, but uh, 
not too much. And I got one over here in this, these eagles. I started doing these eagles where I add the wings on. And uh, I got best of show at a show the other year. And now I've been, this is like my fourth or fifth one I'm working oh, on. Wow. A guy wants two of them out in Michigan. Look so. at that. What's that about? A six, it's like life size. Foot, yeah. It's like like it would be a six foot wingspan if he. Yeah. So that's like a life size eagle. Now, will you carve in the winter, even if it's cold? Oh yeah, I carved all winter. I hardly had anything Man, at I'm the beginning soft. of be, the winter. I'd be inside in the in the fire. Yeah. So that's pretty much all the carvings I have here. But that's great, and and they could go. Listeners could go to your website. Is it t what's the website? Toddgladfelder.com. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I have stuff. Uh, I have carvings at uh, Cabela's, the Arts Barn. Those are the two local shops. I have some uh, out in Michigan and up in the Poconos. But um, it's a nice warm fire. But yeah, and then I do shows. I'll do. The Arts Bar and Craft Show in September, the Labor Day Hamburger Fest Show, and this year I'm doing Pine Grove's first art festival. That's in a couple weeks. Okay. So I do local stuff, let right. alone the bigger chainsaw events. What's the farthest you traveled for? Like a well, I only like going four hours yeah. one direction. Yeah, I don't mean, the guys doing it full time, they'll travel twelve hours. They'll just tour from one show to another. But right. I like being at home yeah i don't blame you yeah well thank you so much todd i really appreciate it this was great i'm gonna do actually do a video now and see you carving owl. okay thank you hopefully you enjoyed that again tell everybody you know and everybody you don't know that's a shout out to john petro that was uh john petrosonis used to say that before a big party in high school tell everyone you know and everyone you don't know so i'm gonna cite that joke Make sure I'm not a joke stealer. And again, like us on Twitter. Tweet at me. Find me on Facebook. Email me. Just let me know how you guys have been finding this podcast. Uh, cause trying to grow their audience little bit by little bit. So hopefully we can get to, uh, to bigger places, bigger things. Thanks, guys. See you next week.